the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's calling, wake up time. It's your time to shine. You were born for such a time and Such a time as Ask knock and seek. Let's try that, right? There's a pursuit. So God wants, here's what it looks like. God wants me to pursue. Um, let's say, you know, if praying for my mom or I was praying for anybody else who was sick or any, any it just, you, you put your scenario in there and we're praying for that and praying for that and praying for that and asking him, knocking him and weeks go by sometimes and Lord, and it gets difficult. It gets challenging. And sometimes my faith is, 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 I feel like the man who said, I, I believe, but help my unbelief. That's just honest. I love when that guy said that. Thank God he said that. Thank you for joining us here at Westside Christian Fellowship, located in Leona Valley, California, one hour north of Los Angeles. Today on Regaining Lost Ground, we hear the third part of this timely message from Pastor Shane titled, Nothing is Impossible for God. The late Leonard Ravenhill once said, Prayer is not an argument with God to persuade Him to move things our way, but an exercise by which we are enabled by His Spirit to move ourselves His way. Today, Pastor Shane shatters all doubt, pointing out the true power found in the living pages of Scripture. Listen now and be transformed today by this powerful, life-changing message of hope through Jesus. The only way, the only truth, and the only life. You can hear the whole message at Pastor Shane's YouTube and Rumble channels. Make sure to subscribe today. For more information, visit us online at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We also encourage you to hear more truth from Pastor Shane with the Idleman Unplugged weekly podcast. And now, from Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California, here's Pastor Shane Eidelman. And the angels had gone away and they went up to heaven and the shepherd said, now let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste. They hurried up. See, when they, when they want to meet Jesus, they, they, they hurried up. He became the priority. And that's why I try to tell people, is he your priority? Is, is Christ your priority? And they found him lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they made him widely, they made it widely known saying this child has been born. And all those who heard it, they marveled. But Mary kept all of these things and pondered them in her heart. So I often reference this and say, it's okay not to tell people everything. You ever get in trouble by telling people too much? Or just me? Now I know why pastors are kind of quiet, because you just can get a lot of trouble. In the multitude of words, sin is not lacking. And I don't know, that always just kind of sticks out. The Mary just, just, she didn't go around telling everybody, guess what, I have the Messiah. Look at it. Because not everyone would be supportive. I'm pretty sure not everyone would believe her. 
And so he was foretold, then he came, and then he ascended. He ascended, Acts 1, 9 through 11, approximately 33 years later. It says, now when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven, here's the key. Don't miss this. What's going to happen? This is what, this is the next thing. He will come in like manner. So the way he went up with authority, with power, in that same manner, he is going to come back. That's what we're waiting on. He was taken up and he will come back. And that's why I asked the question, are you ready for his descent? Are you truly ready for his descent? Well, how can I be ready? Well, do you know him? That's, that's clear throughout Scripture. Do you know Him? And it's not that you check things off. I do this and I do this. It has nothing to do with that. If you ever talk to someone and they say, you know, I'm a good person or I do this or I've always been a Christian, you might want to talk to them a little bit longer. Do, do you truly know Him? Have that relationship with Him? And so that's what we are waiting for the 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 ascension to come to, to he descended he ascended then he's going to ascend and come back and it's ironic i don't want to get into the weeds on this but when he when he died on the cross he was resurrected he stuck around for a little while did you know that any guess on how long he stuck around just saying that's a number there he fasted for 40 days. He stuck around for 40 days. The flood waters, 40 days. Elisha, 40 days. Moses, 40 days. Maybe God is talking to some of you. I'll leave that between you and Him. And so now, what we are doing in Revelation, I'm teaching through Revelation, we are talking about His return. And I think it's so important during this time of year. Because it's not just about he was born. Did you know he was born to die? That was, that was, and if you really think about that, here's this baby and, and Mary and, and what Mary had to go through at the foot of the cross. And he was actually born to die, to live in the womb, to be born of a virgin because it's fully God, not man, but he was fully God and fully man. We quite, can't quite understand that, that union. And then he was raised, and, and we didn't even hear about him. Maybe one time at 12 years old. For 30 years, nothing. Until it's time to begin his ministry and pay the sin debt of the world. And I get this question sometimes. Maybe I'll, I'll take a quick rabbit trail. And I know what they're saying, and, and a lot of times... It's because, you know, maybe they're not a Christian or that the relationship maybe isn't where it needs to be. But, but you know, they'll, they'll say, Shane, you, you talk like so, it's not arrogant. You know, it's, it's just so confident. Like, I mean, the Bible is written by men. 
It's like, it's like, how's it set apart from any other book? I mean, you just, God, you kind of get dogmatic about it. <laughs> now that would take a sermon, right, to unpack, because there's a lot there. But the difference is, and they are correct, it, it comes alive in my heart. I don't believe it is fairy tales. I don't believe it was written by men. I believe that holy men of God were moved by the Holy Spirit and that God put this together. And you can look at, the, it was even interesting looking at the map of all the places in Israel. You can still identify uh, that scientifically, prophetically, archaeologically, all the confirmations of Scripture. It's not just some kind of book thrown together. It, it has life, and it, and it and you know as a believer, it it speaks to you. It comes alive, and it cha- it's changed your heart and changed your life. It's and there's so much to that. People think it's like well, some guys do it together. Well, you try, try putting. Look at the Hebrew language, and look at even the word. How the the, the each sentence begins in the Hebrew. It spells a certain thing, and and what Genesis and Exodus and Leviticus and Numbers and Deuteronomy and Joshua all flowing together, written over fifteen hundred years by forty different authors, saying the same thing, pointing in the same direction. No inconsistency. I've thrown it out. I've told atheists, show me, show me the scientific inconsistency where the Bible just completely missed it. And you'll find 9.9.9999 times, they're just repeating what they heard. They have no clue. Because if they would dig in with an open heart, they would see the truth and the validity of Scripture. And so now we have his returning, and you'll often hear me say the lamb is returning as a lion and the servant is returning as a king. I love this part about the return because he came as a lamb, right? And he's coming back as a lion. Big difference. Big difference. No smiley, turn the other cheek. I'll wash your feet, Jesus. That that one came. Now he's coming back. And we can't truly appreciate... We can't truly appreciate the good news without knowing about the bad news. That's why I know a lot of people, they try to make the gospel very soft and very appealing. And what's the word? Palatable. You know, taste well. And let's just, you know, show them all the good stuff. And that's why you'll see a lot of these churches are exploding. You know, some of the mega churches and, you know, million dollars in cameras. And, you know, it, it's, it's all about building the audience and motivating and, and this great news. But if you don't understand the bad news, the good news doesn't really make a lot of sense, does it? I mean, what about, for example, if I came and told Morgan, hey, I've got this, I met this guy, he's going to pay off our, our debt. So, oh, okay, that's, that's cool. Well, no, uh, actually, it's a lot more than that. I'm, I'm a million dollars in debt, and I'm going to prison for the rest of my life. Oh, the good news makes a lot more sense, doesn't it? Uh, night and day. So when you show the bad news as the backdrop and then bring in the good news, now there's a better understanding of actually what this good news is and how important it is. And you have heard me quote this scripture, but I want to show you it on the screen with his returning. Revelation 19 that we'll get to in the months ahead. So John saw heaven open and behold, I just want you just just read this and just look at the language here. 
John saw heaven open a white horse, and he who sat on that white horse was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like flames of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no one else knew except himself, and he was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, they follow him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword. What's he going to do? He's going to rule the nations, strike the nations, and rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress and the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. Did you know that's in the Bible? You're not going to hear that very much on Sundays because it's not too popular. You're trying to build a big church. You better not read this verse. And he has on his robe and on his right thigh, meaning a place of position and strength, King of kings and Lord of lords. That is his name. He is not a part of my life. He is my life. How many of you can say the same thing? How many of you can truly say that? He is not part of my life. He is my life. And I hear that a lot. Which, yeah, he's, a, he, he's a part of my life, you know, kind of when I can get to it and make it work. But Paul said, in him I live and move and have my being. It, it, it's, it's everything. And again, it's, it doesn't mean you're a perfect person. Actually, a lot of times Christians have more attacks. Amen? Man, life was a lot easier when I was in the world. Things just seemed to go smooth. There's in a spiritual attack. And wise men still seek Him. Wise men still seek Him. So I want to end with this point about a response. A response. All things are possible. That's what the sermon is about. All things are possible. The Bible just said all things are possible. So what are you believing God for today? What are you believing Him for? Your health issues? Healing? Financial doors? Prodigal sons to come home? Wayward daughters? What, what are you believing God for? That breakthrough? That ministry? God, I need, to, I need for you to move in this area. What are you believing Him for? But with a sermon title like that, I have to give you a disclaimer. And I called it the heresy alert. Because what I just said, everything I just said is absolutely true. But some people will take that and, have you heard the term name it and claim it? Grab it, I know, blab it and grab it. And it's almost like whatever, whatever the sole of your foot touches, whatever you, and you become God and you tell God what to do. Rub the genie in the bottle. Here's what I want. Because there's, with scripture, there's, there's, what many people do is if you stay balanced, you stay, you stay biblical. You stay balanced, you stay, you stay biblical. If you get off into trying to, to, to pigeonhole God or make it into a doctrine you want, that's when heresy comes in. Have you heard that word heresy? Heresy just means a self-willed opinion that opposes the truth of God's Word. 
heresy or apostate. Apostate is something that maybe you thought was genuine and you figure out later they are an apostate. They are not true. They are not biblical. Heretical, apostasy, that's where these words come from. They're, they're actually words that, that can and should be used with the right framework. And what the Pope just did this week with same-sex marriage is called apostasy. It's called heresy. It's called heretical. Very unbiblical. And, and that's what these ter- terms are. That's what they mean. But here's the heresy alert, and I want to spend just a minute here. All things are possible does not mean that all things are absolute. This will make your walk with the Lord so much easier if you understand this. And I've had to learn it the hard way, like many of you have. Because we do read Scriptures that Jesus couldn't do many good works there because of their unbelief. And if you would just have faith like a mustard seed, you could see that mountain move. Not the physical mountain get up and go into the ocean, but huge things in your life. You could So there's a lot to faith and belief. A lot. But my faith and my belief never outweighs or circumvents or comes before God's sovereignty. Correct? And that's where the difficulty comes. All things are possible does not mean all things are certain. I was just talking to a young man this week whose friend actually used to have a, a, a pretty prolific ministry here in the valley. Young, it was a young ministry, and they were doing a lot of great things, and they could sing as worship, but he walked away. Apostasy. Doesn't even believe in the faith anymore. I saw him at a memorial service once. And it could be because he was hurt that that, that didn't happen. That I, wait a minute, if there's a God, and I, I was praying this, and how... There is no God. This makes me upset. This makes me angry. And if you talk to uh, some atheists, right, you get to the, the core of it, they are angry at God. But wait a minute, I thought there's no God. So why are you angry at God if there's no God? Because they've been hurt often. Listen, listen to their story. There's a lot of the famous atheists. It's because maybe God took their mom when they were a boy and they prayed. I can't love a God like that. I can't follow a God like that. All, the Bible says this in prayer. And, I'm, why, and they, get, they get out of shape, bent out of shape. How many people do you know, or me, maybe yourself, I've been there where you're not real happy with what God is doing or not doing? Amen? Lord, all things are possible. Does not mean that all things are absolute. Possible does not mean certain. I don't know why it, it, it keeps coming up a lot, but I remember this. Morgan, I remember too, we were, um, we were out on my, our front porch three years ago, and I got a text from my mom, and she said, you know, I'm not feeling real well. The ambulance is on the way. 
I'm like, okay, you know, we're praying for you, and, and we prayed, and you know, all things are possible, Lord. Just heal her. Just have this, you know, happen. Uh, ha- get her the doctor, whatever they need to do, and uh, all things are possible. And I never, ever, ever got a, a text back after that. That was it. Now that can really get you a little angry, maybe. Anybody ever been upset at God? You know it's okay as long as you don't stay there. To vent your frustrations, Lord, help me. Date you. Read the Psalms. We're going through the Psalms on Wednesdays when I'm teaching. And they vented, but it brought them back to brokenness. Maybe we should start a motto. It's okay to vent if you come back broken. But it's not if you come back angry and stay there, stay bitter and angry. Because all you're doing is working through human emotions. How many of us have prayed for things? Lord, I know it's possible. I know it's there's no there's not a there's no shadow of doubt in my mind. I mean, if this you can make the sun come up, really it doesn't. We're rotating right, but you know what I'm saying. But if you if you you know if you hung these planets out there, and I'm pretty certain you can accomplish this. All things are possible, but they cannot outrule God's sovereignty. And I'm not teaching on that now, but it would be good at some point. We can talk about God's permissive will and God's perfect will. There are some things in God's will that, you know, for a lack of a better way to word it, it doesn't matter what we pray for. We're to pray, but it's going to happen. Correct? I mean, we could get this whole church here on our face and say, Jesus, don't come back as a lion, come back as a lamb. Let America just... 330 million, be filled with your spirit and born again. And, and those are great prayers, right? And, and, and some people pray universalism prayers. Let everyone be saved. But God's sovereign plans will prevail. But then there are permissive plans. And we see where a king was going to die and God gave him 15 more years. Which now looking back, God's plan of taking him early might have been better because someone by the name of Manasseh was born. Manasseh should send shivers down your spine for any Old Testament reader or under a uh, historian of Manasseh. God even said, because of Manasseh, I'm going to judge Israel. And it was brutal. So be careful what you ask for. Sometimes God knows best. Or should we say, all the time, God knows best. Yeah, I caught myself on that one. Glad I did, because sometimes I get home and go, why did I say that? But just, I, I think it's really healthy. Yes, all things are possible, but I'm not God. He's not my butler. I have to submit what He wants to do. God's sovereignty outweighs and overrules my wants and my desires. However, the Bible does say, ask, knock, and seek. Ask, knock, and seek. Let's try that, right? Ask, 
knock. There's a pursuit. So God wants, here's what it looks like. God wants me to pursue. Um, let's say, you know, if praying for my mom or I was praying for anybody else who was sick or any, any, it just, you, you put your scenario in there and we're praying for that and praying for that and praying for that and asking him, knocking him and weeks go by sometimes and Lord, and it gets difficult. It gets challenging. And sometimes my faith is, 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 I feel like the man who said, I, I believe, but help my unbelief. That's just honest. I love when that guy said that. Thank God he said that. He's calling, wake up, child. It's your turn to shine. You born time as this. He's calling, wake up, child. It's your turn to shine. You born for such a time as this. Such a time. You've been listening to Regaining Lost Ground with Pastor Shane Eidelman. You can find more information at westsidechristianfellowship.org. That's westsidechristianfellowship.org. And for all the latest on what God is doing with His ministry here, please be sure to follow us on most social media platforms. Westside Christian Fellowship is located 60 miles north of Los Angeles in Leona Valley, California. Thank you again for listening to today's message of Regaining Lost Ground, where we are reminded daily, times change, truth does not. Regaining Lost Ground is sponsored by the generous supporters of the ministries of Westside Christian Fellowship. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.